those who believe that Jesus is their Lord, give the Lord a loud shout of praise. I want you to tap three people around you. Tell that person, God is our Lord of all. Amen. Happy Sunday to everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the feast uh, where you are loved, where better things are coming. And... I would also like to welcome all those who are watching via live stream. Thank you for joining us. Kahit na online kayo, we hope that one day you can come here at the feast so you can join us live. Kasi iba rin when you feel the presence of God in this place. Amen? Ayan. Sino sa inyo dito, ito tanong ko ha, bago ko magumpisa. Sino sa inyo dito, ang touring ninyo sa Sunday, this is your end of the week. End of the week. Taas nga ang kamay. End of the week ninyo ang Sunday. Ayan. Sino naman sa inyo dito, ang touring nyo sa Sunday is start of the week. Taas ang kamay. Ayan, parang hati eh, no? Di ba? You see, Sundays can be ending for some. Sundays can be start of the week for some. But you see, let me tell you this, it does not matter. Sabi nyo, it does not matter. But I believe in this. Sundays are a beautiful gift from the Lord. Why? Because Sundays are given to us by God as a weekly reset button. Sabi nga reset. Sundays are God's way of telling us that no matter how good or how bad your week has been, the following week can be better. Amen? Kaya nga pag Sunday, punong-puno tayong pag-asa. Yung iba sinasabi, ay, salamat, tapos na itong linggo na ito. Yung iba naman, uy, mag-uumpisa na itong linggo na ito. Kaya, meron tayong pag-asa na binibitbit. And I believe in this. If you want your week to be better, there's a secret. Tamin yung sa akin ano? Come to the feast because when you come to the feast, all you need to do is to rest in God. And here at the feast, you can hope for the best for the coming week, and you can start again. Amen. Kaya tapikim mo katabi mo sabi mo sa kanya. I'm glad you're here. You came to the right place. We are ending our series today, Birth of a King. And our talk title for today is, God Sees Your Greatness. Sabihin nyo nga. But before we dive into our topic, into our passage today, let us pray first our favorite prayer here at the feast. All together, let's make the sign of our faith in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lift your hands and pray this with me. All together. Today, I receive all of God's love for me. Today, I open myself to the unbounded, limitless, overflowing abundance of God's universe. Today, I open myself to God's blessings, healing, and miracles. Today, I open myself to God's Word so that I become more like Jesus every day. Today, I proclaim that I'm God's beloved. I'm God's servant. I'm God's powerful champion. And because I am blessed, I am blessing the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's honor God's word. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Our word for today comes from Matthew chapter 2, verse 22 to 23. Ito na yung huling verse ng passages. Ng, ng, sorry, ng Matthew chapter 2. I want you to read 
read, read this with me. As I read it, I want you to read it on the screen. Alright, together? But when Joseph heard that Archelaus had succeeded his father Herod as king of Judea, he was afraid to go there. He was given more instructions in a dream, so he went to the province of Galilee. Can you say Galilee? And made his home in a town named Nazareth. And so what the prophets had said came true. He will be called a Nazarene. Sabi nyo nga Nazarene. Sabi nyo nga Nazareth. Ang tanong ito, ang iksilang ng verse natin, pero where is Nazareth? And what is so special about Nazareth na binanggit ni Matthew ito at the, st- at the end of Matthew chapter 2? Alam nyo kung nasaan ang Nazareth at kung ano ang Nazareth? Tanong nyo sa akin ano? Alam nyo? What's so special about Nazareth is nothing. Wala. Napaka-ordinaryo. Why? Because if you're going to the Holy Land, nung nagpunta ako sa Holy Land, pinuntahan namin yung Nazareth, Nazareth was actually just a tiny barrio. Sobrang liit na lugar lang. Na may wala man lang Jollibee nung panahon na yun, walang Starbucks, or wala man lang Angel's Burger. Sa unang kagat, tinapay lahat. Yung ganun, Ang meron lang sila doon, sobrang liit ng town nila. 20 lang yung mga, 20 pamilya lang nakatira. Siguro ang meron lang doon yung aling toyang sari-sari store. Ganun lang kaliit. Sobrang insignificant compared to Jerusalem, compared to Egypt. Napakaliit. Kumbaga, alam nyo kung nasaan yung bayan, ng, yung baryo ng Mekekekwek. Alam nyo kung saan yon? Kita nyo, hindi nyo alam kung saan yung Mekekekwek. Ganun kaliit, ka-insignificant yung Nazareth. And, in fact, in John 1.46, alam nyo, when Philip said to Nathaniel that Jesus came from Nazareth, ang sabi ni Nathaniel, can anything good come from Nazareth? Nakita nyo yun? Ulitin nyo nga yan, can anything good come from Nazareth? Sa Tagalog, may maganda bang pwedeng manggaling dun? Because for them, ah, Nazareth, walang kwenta mga tao dun, maliit lang yun. Ah, wala kang mapapala doon pag nagpunta ka sa Nazareth. Ah, walang pwedeng magandang manggaling doon. Kasi nga, napaka-ordinaryo, napakaliit. Ang tanong ito, in this reading, why did God choose Nazareth? And the question that is right in uh, my mind right now is this, why would the God of the creation, the Almighty who birthed every single star and galaxy in space and time with this word, choose to make His home in a tiny dusty, rusty place called Nazareth. For almost 30 long years, dun tumira si Jesus. It's not logical. It does not make sense. Kung ikaw ang hari, ikaw ang may-ari ng lahat, ay ako, kung ako tatanungin niyo ako, hindi ako titira dun sa baryo ng Nazareth. Saan ako titira? Pipiliin ko man lang sana yung, yung kaharian ni Prince Harry. Dun na lang sana ako. O kaya, at the very least, kung sa Pilipinas ako titira, titira ako sa Ayala, Alabang. Titira ako saan? Sa Forbes Park. Or at the very least, titira man lang ako sa five-star hotel. Bakit? Ako may ari ng lahat eh. The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. But you see, God chose to live in Nazareth. What is Matthew pointing at? Uh, what, is, what is Matthew pointing at us right now? Matthew would like to tell us that this king is different. Matthew would like to tell us that God sees beyond the smallness of Nazareth. Therefore, He sees beyond your smallness, beyond your ordinariness. 
You may feel small, my dear brothers and sisters. Yan ang problema natin. Minsan ang baba ng tingin natin sa sarili natin. Feeling natin wala tayong kwenta. Feeling natin insignificant tayo. Feeling natin hindi tayo magaling. Feeling natin sobrang ordinaryo na natin. But let me tell you this. Today, God is telling you, you may not see it right now, but God, Jesus, sees your greatness. God sees your greatness. Tapikin mo katabi mo, sabihin mo sa kanya, God sees your greatness. Are you ready to listen to God's word? Let's pray. Close your eyes, bow down your heads. Put your hands towards your chest. Say this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, thank you for seeing goodness and kindness and holiness in me. Give me your eyes for on my own I cannot see what you see. Free me from seeing only the flaws and the ordinary in me. Help me to see my greatness that you have planted in me. This I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. today. As you sit down, tell the person beside you, God sees your greatness. God sees your greatness. Again, God sees your greatness. And some of you, while I am saying this, you might be asking, Ako? Magaling? Eh, brother, bagsak-bagsak nga ako sa school. Nung lumalaki ako, ang buong bibig ng nanay ko, tsaka tatay ko, wala ka talagang kwenta. Puro sakit na lang talaga ng ulo binibigay mo sa akin. Brother, nung nagkatrabaho nga ako, lagi na lang ako napapagalitan ng boss ko. Nung nag-asawa ako, palpak pa rin ako. Lahat sinisita ng asawa ko. Feeling ko, lagi na lang ako mali. Until one time, nag-away kami. Yung iba siguro sa inyo, nakaka-relate dito. Yung isa kong kaibigan gito, nag-away daw sila ng misis niya. Sabi niya, nag-rant na siya. Kasi feeling niya, lagi siyang mali. Sinisita ng misis niya. Sabi niya, pagod na pagod na ako. Sa tingin mo na lang, ikaw lagi ang tama. At ako lang laging walang ginagawang tama. Alam mo, sagot ng misis niya? Sabi ng misis niya, dyan ka nagkakamali. Tama, mali pa rin ako. Mali na naman. And you might be saying, Brother, God sees my greatness. Hindi naman ako magaling. But you see, this entire discussion of greatness, can you say greatness? Actually, it just depends on one thing. Ano yon? Tanong nyo sa akin, ano? Greatness de- depends on metrics. Sabi nyo nga, metrics. Standards, in other words, sukatan sa Tagalog. And the question is this, what's the criteria for greatness? What standards do we look for? Magsa-survey lang ako dito ha, sa audience. Ha. Sino dito ang single na babae? Yan, lapit lang ako ha. Sino kaya? Ito. Dahil yumuku ka, ikaw. 
Ate, single ka ba? Single mom. Single mom. So, wala ka bang asawa. Sige. Gusto mo pang makapag-asawa? Hindi mm, ko masabi. Hindi mo? Yung totoo. Huwag okay lang. Oo. Gusto mo pa. O sige, tanong ko sa'yo. What is your idea of a perfect romantic date this Valentine's Day? Makinig. Kasi ang ganda ni ate. Baka willing kang ligawan siya. Alam mo na. O, diba? Sige. Sige. Sino na uh, sa, sino ang nai-imagine mong ka-date? Ano itsura niya? Um, Nakapolo na checkered ganon. Ano, ano pa ba? Yung mga ganon dati nga. De, de. Uh, formal lang po. Formal romantic dinner. Nasaan kayo niyan? Um, sa restaurant. Sa restaurant. Anong anong nai-imagine mo? Getting to know. Getting to know. Tapos, anong gagawin niya? Anong gagawin yung activity? Huwag kang ma-pressure. Wala ka naman jowa eh. Dede, biro lang. Biro lang, biro lang, biro lang. Sige. Ang idea niya of perfect room. Uh, thank you so much. Palakpakan naman natin siya. Thank you. Ang idea niya ng isang perfect romantic dinner, sorry, perfect romantic date, ngayon Valentine's Day is a romantic dinner, siguro candlelit dinner, tama ba? Formal, so siguro naka-coat and tie, naka-dress naka siya, naka-gown. Pero magtatanong ko ng iba, sino kaya dito? Ah, ito, 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 ito. Bagong kasal, ayan. Makinig ka, asawa niya, Carl. Christelle, ano ang idea mo? ng isang perfect valentine date. Sige, go. Saan kayo pupunta? Anong gagawin nyo? Sa bahay. Sa bahay. Uy, matipid. Nagtitipid din siya. Ikaw papipilihan, saan mo gusto? Siguro ano lang, simple dinner. Simple dinner, formal ba? Kahit hindi. Kahit hindi. Parang ang mahalaga magkasama kami. Ang mahalaga magkasama. Uy, ang swerte naman ang napangasawa talaga nito. Napakamatipid. Ayan. Sino sa inyo dito? Question ha. Ang idea nyo ng perfect Valentine date is you will go outdoors. Meron kayong activity na gagawin ibang trip. Meron ba? Meron ba? Tapos nga siya ang kamay. Ayan, meron. Ayan, meron. Sige. Siya, tingnan niya to ha. Para sa kanya, ang perfect Valentine date is formal dinner, candlelit, maganda. Yung isa, kahit na ano, kahit sa bahay lang, ang mahalaga magkasama sila. Yung iba, outdoor. Ngayon, ito, kapag siya inilipat ko sa outdoor, para sa kanya hindi perfect yung Valentine date na yun. Kasi baka mapagod siya. In the same way, pag siya, dinala mo sa dinala mo sa formal ang iisipin niya ang gastos naman nito ipunin na lang natin yan naintindihan niya sinasabi ko so ibig sabihin when we talk about greatness ganun din sa greatness eh greatness depends on the metrics and the standards you use and in this world greatness 
has a world standard. Alam niyo kung ginagamit ng bundo, anong metrics? Tarong niyo sa akin ano? Tatlong letter A. World's metrics for greatness is all about attractiveness, affluence, achievements. Dapat maganda, guwapo ka. Dapat mayaman. Dapat marami ka ng achievements. And you see, the world measures people, labels people, judges people based on those three things. And world's metric number one is attractiveness. Sabi nyo nga, attractiveness. Alam nyo ang mga Pinoy, based on surveys, ang mga Pilipino, obsessed na obsessed sila sa mestizo tsaka mestisa. Tama ba? Kaya nga ang daming may crush kay James Reed. Di ba? Ngayon, single na siya. Pwede na. Di ba? Bakit? Kasi tayo mga Pilipino, we were colonized by white people, mga Espanyol, mga Amerikano for the past 400 years. Kaya pansinin ninyo, sa market natin, sandamakmak na binibenta na sunblock, kojik soap, papaya soap, gluta, etc., etc. Tama? Pero, ito nakakatawa. Pag nagpunta ka sa ibang bansa, lalo na sa mga Caucasian countries, sila naman, obsessed na obsessed sila sa tanning lotion. Tama? Ang gusto nila na morena. Tama? Ano pa? Tayong mga tao, obsessed na obsessed sa abs, sexy body, konting bilbil lang, oh, taba ako na, di ba? Lalakas pa natin mga asar na matataba. Pero ito, alam nyo ba, sa Bahamas, sabi nyo nga Bahamas, ay, ang daming matataba dun. Bakit? Kasi for them, culturally, for them, mas mataba, mas attractive. Tingnan mo nga yung katabi mo, single ba yan? Single ba yan? Tingnan mo kung single yan. Kung single yan, at feeling mo walang nagagandahan sa'yo, panahon na para mag-migrate. Nasa maling bansa kayo. <laughs> Pakita ko sa inyo ang picture ko dati. Ha. Ito ang attractiveness level ko dati. Yan. Di ba? Opo, ako po yan. Kala nyo, kala nyo si Jollibee, no? hindi si Jollibee yan. Si Henlin yan. yan. Ito po ang misis ko. Sa awa ng Diyos, naku, nagpapasalamat talaga ako. Bakit? Kasi hindi tumingin sa panlabas na anyo ang misis ko. Nakikipag, meron kaming, L, meron kaming ka-LG, sabi nung ka-LG namin, yung pinakita ko yung picture na yan, ang una niya talagang tanong, napaka-candidate, napaka-honest, sincere nung tanong niya, sabi niya, paano mo siya nagustuhan? Parang sabi ko, pambihira to, at sakit magsalita nito ah. Pero alam nyo, pag tinitinan ko talaga yung picture niya, sabi ko, oo nga, no? Sa attractiveness level, wala talaga. Wala pa akong pera niyang panahon na yan. Kaya, I therefore conclude, my wife married me not for my money, not for my good looks, my wife married me for my body. <laughs> Pero alam nyo, salamat sa Diyos, mababa ang standards niya. <laughs> hindi, buti na lang, ito na lang. Buti na lang yung misis ko, hindi siya tumingin doon. Hindi niya ako... Hindi yun ang metric niya. Buti na lang, pinakasalan niya ako at naghintay siya. Tingnan niyo naman, well, ngayon naman, paldo-paldo siya, di ba? Oh. Kaya a word of advice to all singles out here. Nasa na mga single, taas ang kamay. Sumigaw ng yuhuu! Singles, eto ha, kung, lalo na kung may boyfriend ka, girlfriend ka, may naliligaw sa'yo, o kaya zone ka, o kaya meron kang ka, it's complicated na relationship, eto gusto sabihin sa inyo. If your partner is making you feel inferior because of the way you look, walk away and find a better partner. Why? Because attractiveness is a poor standard. 
Darating ang araw. Alam to ng mga matatanda na dito. Darating ang araw. Kukulubot din yan. Tataba din yan. Lalaki din ang balakang yan. Mauubos din ang buhok yan. Mapapanot din yan. Darating ang panahon. Yung mga nakataas, lalawlaw din lahat ng yan. Bakit? Attractiveness is not forever. That's why if you married for attractiveness, and if you think that greatness is all about attractiveness, lilipas din yan. At kung dun nakatali ang greatness mo, patay ka. Kasi bababa ang self-esteem mo, mai-insecure ka the moment na tumataba ka, naubusan ka ng buho, kumukulubot ka mukha mo, nagkakaringkels ka. Am I making sense here? World metric number two is this, affluence. Sabi nyo nga affluence. Affluence means kayamanan, pagkayaman, the richness. Alam nyo, ito napansin ko sa ating mga tao, lalo na tayo mga Pilipino, we have a bias for rich people. Tama ba? For example, pag mayaman, ang tawag mo morena. I like your tan. Pagka, ma pagka mahirap, ang tawag mo negro, negra, ulik ba? Tama ba? Kapag mayaman, masakit ang ulo mo, ang tawag migraine. Pag mahirap, ang tawag, pare, nalipasan ka lang ng gutom. Wala pa lang pambilin pagkain. Pag mayaman, ang tawag allergy, skin asthma. Pagka mahirap, galis, bakokang. Diba? Kapag mayaman, ang tawag nervous breakdown. Pag mahirap, sira ulo mo. Kapag mayaman, ang tawag, ooh, I'm doing intermittent fasting. Pag mahirap, nagtitiis. Diba? Kaya, alam nyo, ito napansin ko, may bias tayo sa mayaman eh. Kaya alam nyo nga, minsan, ito ah, kahit hindi tama sinasabi nung kausap mong mayaman, basta mayaman ang nagsabi, parang mas pinaniniwalaan mo siya kapag kumpara sa mahirap. You see, may bias tayo sa mahirap. Ah, sorry, sa mayaman. And, and, nakakalungkot, kasi yung iba, ito ha, dahil nga, pag tininala sarili nila, hindi sila attractive, pangit sila, anong gagawin nila? Ang sasabihin nila, ha, dahil pangit ako, magpapayaman na lang ako, pupogi na rin ako. Tama? May kilala kayong ganun? Dahil maraming pera, parang pumupogi na rin. Pwede na rin yan. Diba? Pag, dahil mayaman, parang gumaganda na rin. Ay nakakalungkot is this. Some people, they use money to control and influence people. At nakakalungkot, maraming tao, binabasi nila yung pakikitungo sa ibang tao base kung sa kung ano ang meron sila. Kaya, yan ang mababaw na metric ng mundo. Affluence. Third metric is this. Achievement. Sabi nyo nga, achievement. Lagi natin tanong yan, ano ba ang natapos? Ano ba ang na-achieve mo? Medals, trophies, certificates. Bakit? Mahalaga sa atin yan. Tayo mga Pilipino, di ba? Pag pumasok ka sa sala ng bawat bahay ng Pilipino sa living room, nakapaskil sa pader alin. Lahat ng certificate, lahat ng trophy, lahat ng medal ng mga anak mo. Lahat ng diploma. Tama ba? Ganyan ang Pilipino eh. Kasi napakahalaga sa ating mga Pilipino yung achievements natin. Actually, hindi lang sa Pilipino, sa mga tao din. And that's why some people try their best to make sure, to make sure that their, are, that their achievements are printed after their name. Lahat ng initials na pwedeng ilagay sa pangalan nila, nilalagay nila. 
Yung iba, grabe, lahat nang natapos, sinulat doon. Hi, my name is Engineer Attorney Velden Lim, CPA, RN, MD, MA, PhD, R2D2, C3PO. Lahat na lang sinulat. Eh, pwede namang Mr. Lim na lang. Di ba? Nakakalungkot eh, di ba? At ito ah, according to, uh, technically daw, lahat ng mga titles sa'yo hindi mo pwedeng ilagay. Ang, ang pwede mo lang talagang ilagay is the title doctor. Pero tayo, bakit ang doktor, kailangan nagpapakilala siyang doktor para in case of emergency, alam ng mga tao na doktor siya. And, ang nakakalungkot tayo mga Pilipino, Hi, I'm engineer, ganyan. Hi, I'm ganito, Velden Lim, RN. Laging nilalagay. Bakit? Importante kasi masyado achievements. Kaya tuloy ang dami na insecure Pag hindi nakapasa ng board exam, oh, kawawa naman ako, di ako nakapasa ng board exam, wala akong kwentang tao. Abate ka lang. Hindi ka lang nakapasa ng board exam, wala ka ng kwentang tao. Bakit? Kasi naka-angkla yung standard ng mundo sa achievements. Pero ito ang good news ko sa inyo. Tanong nyo sa akin ano? The good news is this. God uses totally different metrics. Iba ang sukatan, iba ang batayan ng Diyos. And let me go back to our reading. Matthew 2.23 says, And so what the prophets had said came true, He will be called a Nazarene. Sabi nyo nga, Nazarene. Bigyan ko muna kayo ng background at context nitong word na to, Nazarene. Where does that line appear in the Old Testament? Sabi kasi, a prophecy will be fulfilled that's, that the Messiah will be called a Nazarene. Alam nyo kung saan makikita sa Old Testament? Tanong nyo sa akin saan? Di ba na magigit ko sa inyo, may mga prophecy nililig sa Old Testament? Pero alam nyo, pag tinignan nyo yung linya na yan, wala ni isang passage, ni isang verse, makikita mo yung linya na yan. That's why for many, many years, many, many Christians, for the past 2,000 years, they are confused. Hindi ni alam, saan nang galing tong prophecy na ito? Sabi na sa Old Testament daw, pero wala. But today at the feast, I will solve this puzzle. Gusto nyo yun? Okay lang para maintindihan natin? Do you want to go deeper? Actually, hindi ako ang magsusolve ito. But I just got this from my Bible scholar called Tim Mackey. Si Tim Mackey, he solved it for us. And according to Tim Mackey, ito na, listen to this. The solution lies in a very unique and specific metaphor. Can you say metaphor? May mga ginamit na metaphor sa Old Testament yung mga propeta used for describing the Messiah. And one of the best descriptions, Isaiah talked about it when he said, eto, basahin natin, sabi dito, out of the stump of David's family will grow a shoot. Yes, a new branch bearing fruit from the old root. Sabihin nyo nga stump. Sabihin nyo shoot. Sabihin nyo root. You see, alam nyo kung ano yung stump? Yung stump, papakita ko kayo ng picture. Pero bago yan, let me explain this first. Bakit? Balikan natin yung verse. Ha? Ayan yung stump. Ayan yung visual imagery na gusto ipakita ni Matthew sa atin. Sorry, ni Isaiah sa atin. But balikan natin to Sabi dito, out of the stump of David's family, sabi nyo nga David. Bakit mahalaga ito si David? Para sa mga Hudyo, mahalaga si David because David is the greatest king of Israel. In fact, according to them, the golden age of Jerusalem, of Israel, is during the time of David. And Jewish people believed, ito ah, that the coming Messiah should come from the line of David. Ibig sabihin, dapat nasa kanununuan, nasa magiging apo ni David ang susunod na Messiah. However, ito ang problema. Si David ang galing niya bilang hari. 
unfortunately, after niyang mag-step down bilang hari, yung mga pumalit niyang mga anak at mga apo, alam nyo, kinat ni Lord ang lahat ng blessings at favor sa kanila. Bakit? Tanong nyo sa akin, bakit? Kasi yung pumalit kay David, hindi sumusunod kay Lord. Yung pumalit na mga anak ni David, makasalanan. And that's why Isaiah was saying here that the blessings and the favor was cut off like a tree. And all you see now is this, a stump. May a stump. Balik natin yung picture na stump. Pero, looking at the stump, according to that, Isaiah is telling us that, hey, it may look like a stump, parang pinutol ng Diyos ang favor, but there's still hope. Bakit? Because there's that shoot, there's that branch that is coming out of that. Ibig sabihin, may bagong buhay, may bagong pag-asa. Am I making sense here? And a fresh shoot comes out a little stick. Sabihin nyo nga stick. Kasi yan ang literal translation. And according to Isaiah, the coming Messiah is that little stick. Sabi nyo nga little stick. And then later on, from Isaiah, all the Old Testament prophets will pick up the same metaphor. That's why for them, the Messiah is that little stick man that will give hope and bear fruit for the people of Israel. Nakakasunod pa? O, ang tanong ito, eh ano ngayon? Anong kinalaman niya? Little stick na yan, yung shoot na yan, yung stump na yan. Eh, ano ngayon? Anong connection niyan sa Nazareth? Yan, ang babalikan natin. Ito na. Ito ang connection. Do you know what Nazareth means? In Hebrew, it's actually Natseret. Sabi nyo nga, Natseret. And Natser means branch. Natser means stick. Ito na. Anong sinasabi ni Matthew? Ibig sabihin, ito na si, si, si Jesus, the Messiah, will come from Nazareth. Nazareth means branch, and Nazareth literally means stick town. Kaya sinabi doon, he will be called a Nazarene because he was referring to the Messiah as stick man. Therefore, Matthew is telling the Jews that the stick man came from stick town. Nag-gets yung connection? Ang ganda, no? Pag-inimay natin. So what is Matthew doing here? He's actually connecting all the Old Testament prophecies that talked about the stick man, tapos kinonect niya kay Jesus the Messiah. Am I making sense here? And one of the most powerful passages was Isaiah 53. Basahin natin ito. Ang ganda nito. Together, basahin natin. My servant grew up in the Lord's presence like a tender green shoot, like a root in dry ground. There was nothing beautiful or majestic about his appearance. Wala daw maganda. Nothing to attract us to him. He was despised and rejected. A man of sorrows, acquainted with deepest grief. We turned our backs on him and looked the other way. He was despised and we did not care. Anong sinasabi dito? Yung Messiah that is coming daw, hindi naman daw siya beautiful, hindi naman daw siya majestic. In fact, he was despised, he was rejected. And here's what happened, let's continue. Yet it was our weakness he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought that these troubles were a punishment from God. A punishment for his own sins. But, can you say but? He was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. 
he was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. Sino yun? Sounds familiar. Sino yung pinag-uusapan dyan ni Isaiah? Si Jesus, the Messiah. And in this poem, Isaiah called the Messiah a stickman. And in the eyes of the world, Jesus was a stickman who came from a stick town, no attraction, no affluence, no achievements, not great in the world standards. But Isaiah said, yes, there was nothing beautiful, nothing to attract, but that makes it all the more beautiful because Isaiah describes the great suffering of the Messiah that, will, that he has to go through. And I can imagine Matthew jumping up and down. Sinasabi dun sa mga hudyos sa kanya, Hoy, ano ba kayo? Ito na yung Messiah na hinihintay natin. Tama yung prophecy na Isaiah. Siya nga yun. And he will be suffering for us. Matthew was quoting this to tell us that the new Messiah will change the metrics and the standards of the world. Nakakasunod pa? Iba ang pamantayan ni Lord, yun ang sinasabi ni Matthew. Jesus is telling us that the greatness is not measured by attractiveness, affluence, and achievements. Kasi kahit siya, the Messiah will never come as something who is beautiful and majestic and splendor, full of splendor. Now, ito magandang tanong. Tanong nyo sa akin, ano? What is Jesus' metrics for greatness? Ano ang pamantayan ng Diyos? Alam nyo kung ano, tatlong bagay, tatlong S. For God, greatness is selflessness. Number two, greatness is sacrifice. And number three, greatness is service. Bakit? Katulad ng binasa natin kay Isaiah, for him, greatness is what Jesus has done. He suffered for us. He became selfless for us to serve us. Bakit? In fact, Matthew, later on in Matthew 23, 11, he says this. The true measure of greatness is this. He said, the greatest among you must be your servant. Sabi nyo nga, servant. Matthew is simply telling us this. Huwag kayong magpapaloko sa standards ng mundo. Because the greatest being in the whole universe, Jesus Christ, came not to be served and adored. He came to sacrifice and to serve. Baligtad sa pamantayan ng Diyos. That's why I believe in this. Kung feeling mo pangit ka, kung feeling mo mahirap ka, kung feeling mo wala kang na-achieve, nata mo sa buhay, let me tell you this, it's okay because you are still passing in the standards of greatness of God. Dahil hindi yun ang pamantayan ng Diyos. Tapikan mo yung katabi mo, sabi mo sa kanya, God sees your greatness. Can I invite you to stand up? Ang iksi lang ng talk, no? One simple point, but very powerful point. Pwede ba akong mag-share sa inyo ng ano? Pwede ba akong maging honest sa inyo? Lagi naman ako honest sa inyo, di ba? Lahat ng iniisip ko, lahat ng baho ko, lahat ng kasalanan ko yata, naikwento ko na sa inyo. Eh. Wala na akong naitago. Pero alam nyo, one of my pet peeves, pag sinabi mong pet peeve, ito yung mga kinaiinisan mo ang malilit na bagay. Ako po, isa sa mga pinakainisan ko is yung maraming Pilipino, hindi sila marunong magbihes pagpupunta sa kasal. Naintindihan yung sinasabi ko? Sino dito ang kinasal na? 
Taas ang kamay. Sa mga kinasal na, alam nyo ito, lalo na kung malaki-laki yung ginastos ninyo, tapos nakasulat dun sa wedding invitation, formal, di ba? Ang pinaka-kinaiinis ko palagi, formal yung wedding, tapos may pupunta dun, naka-maong. Gigil na gigil ako pag nakakakita ako ng ganyan. Sabi, formal. Naka-formal naman. Nakabarong, tapos maong yung pang-ibaba. Diba? Parang ang weird. Tapos sinabi na ang gown, pupunta doon, hindi nakagown. Naka-rubber shoes pa. Inis na inis ako dyan. Bakit? Kasi po, ako po, eh, sorry po ah, kasi, ano, tawag dito, uh, I like to dress up. Gusto ko, tama lahat ng sukat ng damit ko, yung, yung bagsak. Kapag pagka medyo maluwag, papabaston ko, yung, yung ganyan. Gusto ko sleek, gusto ko suabe. And, you see, that was me before. And I want you to understand that I'm coming from a perspective of a guy from the middle class. But reality strikes us that here in the Philippines, hindi naman lahat ng tao, lahat ng Pilipino ay may kakayahan magbihis ng ganong kaganda. Tama ba? At yun ang katotohanan. Hindi naman siguro dahil gusto nilang mambuisit sa kasal, kundi baka yun lang talaga ang una, yun lang ang budget. Pangalawa, yun lang din ang alam ng maraming Pilipino. Hindi nga nila alam kasi nga, hindi naman lahat ng Pilipino laging umahatid ng formal events. Di ba? But, just last week, the Lord spoke to me once again, telling me to be a little kinder Binabago talaga ako, Lord, nangusap siya sa akin. Kasi, last week, meron kaming inatendang kasal. Kami ng asawa ko, along with the other fee servants here. Kasal ng isang servant natin dito sa fees. And, pwento ko sa inyo yung background nitong mag-asawa na dito. Ang tagal, nag, sila yung, kung naalala nyo last year, January, may nag-propose dito sa fees. Sino nakakaalala nun? Sila yung kinasal last week. And so, during the wedding, Secondary sponsor ako, ako yung veil. Tapos, di ba, pag secondary sponsor, may veil, may cord, tsaka candle, di ba? Ngayon, isa sa mga partner, isa sa mga kasama naming abay na secondary sponsor is yung isang servant dito sa fee, si Yabi Eusebio. Itong si Yabi, alam nyo, pagdating niya doon, naawa ako sa kanya. Bakit? Una, lumapit siya sa akin, sinabi niya sa akin, bro, Pwedeng patulong ako, inabot niya sa akin yung necktie kasi nakita niya nagne-necktie ako. Tapos ang ganda ng pagka-necktie ko, sabi niya, Bro, pwedeng patulong ako, pakitali naman tong necktie ko. So tinulungan ko siya, nung ilalagay ko na sa kanya yung necktie, nagulat ako, yung polo niya panloob sa coat niya, alam nyo, hindi siya yung button-down long sleeves. Ang gamit niya ito, pakita natin yung picture. Alam niyo yung polo shirt, collared shirt. Tapos, ni, hindi branded. Alam niyo kung anong brand? Tanong niyo sa akin, ano? Feast t-shirt. Lux couples retreat. Tapos, sabi ko sa kanya, oh, ano nangyari sa'yo? Sabi niya, nawawala kasi yung button down ko eh. So, yun ang suot niya. So, sinilagay ko sa kanya, inayos ko, para mas presentable. Tapos, eh, yung coat niya, lousy yung pagkaka-fit. Medyo maluwag, mahaba pa yung manggas. 
yung 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 pantalon niya ma yung alam niyo yung pantalon na sobrang haba yung parang pagka lumakad ka pwede ka magwales ganun maglampaso ganun tapos yung sapatos niya ito sapatos niya hindi black leather shoes ang sapatos niya espadril alam niyo espadril yung parang merong abaka na basta it's a casual shoes tapos alam niyo yung tinitingnan ko yung sabi ko sa talaga kawawa naman do kasi alam ko, kilala ko yung background ni Yabi. Yung mamang yan, napakasimple lang. Tapos, a few months ago, nagkukwento yan sa akin, hirap siya sa buhay. Bakit? Kasi yung misis niya, kakapanganak lang. Meron siyang, meron siyang anak, isa. Tapos, nabuntis misis niya, nung pinanganak, kambal. So, nagikaw sila sa buhay, walang pera, nagkaroon pa ng kambal. So, ganun. So, alam nyo, pero alam nyo, during that time, alam nyo, alam ko si Lord continuously shaping my heart and the way I look at things. Then I realized this, sabi ko, napakababaw ng metrics ko about greatness. Tinitingnan ko saan? Sa fashion sense. Tinitingnan ko saan? Sa itsura. Sa pananamit. Pero alam nyo, ito ang maganda. Tanong nyo sa akin, ano? Pag tinignan mo naman sa buong wedding, siya talaga ang may pinakapangit na suot doon. By the way, nagpaalam mo kay Yabi, ah, para ikwento to, baka isipin nyo, grabe naman to, tinitira yung servant niya sa harapan ng marami. Alam nyo? He is the lousiest dresser in that place. But many people, not very, very few people there in that place know what he did. Alam nyo kung anong ginawa niya? Bigyan ko yung background. Yung nag-propose dito, yung kinasal, alam nyo, dapat yan, matagal na sila nagpakasal. Kaso, pinopospone nila kasi ang problema nila, pera. And sa light group nila, kasi matagal na sila nagli-live-in. So ngayon, ito sila Yabi, kasama ng mga light group nila, in-encourage sila, sige, magpakasal na kayo. Huwag yung alalahanin yung pera. At sinasabi niya, kasi wala kami yung pera, gusto namin sana, magandang wedding. So, sila, out of the generosity of their hearts, yung isa sinabi, oh, sige, sagot ko ng ganito, sagot ko ng ganyan. Tapos ito si Yabi, biglang bumanat. Sige, magpakasal na kayo. Sagot ko na yung wedding gown. Si Yabi, na naghihikaw sa pera, sinagot yung wedding gown. Hindi ko nasasabihin kung magkano yung binigay niya. Hindi ko sasabihin 20,000 pesos. Hindi ko sasabihin. Hindi talaga. Tapos ako, dun sa wedding na yon, ang regalo ko, mas maliit sa regalo niya. Pero bis na bis ako. Kala mo si James Reed. But that day, here's what I believe in. In the world's eyes, in terms of his fashion sense, Yabi is the worst in that wedding. But in God's eyes, he is the greatest in the room, even finer than the groom on that day. Because he is the most selfless, most sacrificing, and the greatest servant of all. Ano ba naman yung 20,000? Nakakabili ka na ng coat, and coat nun. May polo ka pa, may sapatos ka pa. Branded lahat.
Pero alam niyo yung mahalaga eh. Ang mahalaga, tumulong. Iba kasi yung pamantayan ng Diyos. Today, my dear brothers and sisters, let me ask you this question. How do you see yourself? Do you belittle yourself because you are not at par with the standards of the world? Do you feel you're not attractive enough, not rich enough, not successful enough? Let me tell you this, it does not matter because God's standards are different. God looks at your heart. And as long as you are serving, as long as you are sacrificing, as long as you are selfless, in God's eyes, you are great. You are more than enough. You are more than enough. And let me shout this at the top of my lungs. You don't need the world's approval. God sees your greatness even if you can see it in you. In fact, He's in His eyes. You are not only great, you are worth dying for in the cross. That's how special, how worthy, how great God sees you. He would even give His life for you. Kaya kapag ka next time mamaliitin mo yung sarili mo, excuse me, hindi namatay ang Diyos para sa iyo, para lang maliitin mo yung sarili mo. Because in His eyes, you are great, you are worthy. Amen? God sees your greatness. Can I invite you into prayer? Let's come Let's set our hearts on God before we come into worship. Let me pray for you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father in heaven, I lift up to you every person in this place, oh God. Some of them, Lord, they see themselves so lowly. They see themselves as not worthy, as not enough. They feel they are too ugly. They feel they are too unattractive. They feel they are too poor. They feel they are worthless. They feel, oh Lord, that they have not achieved anything in life, oh Lord. And many of my dear friends here, Lord, they have failed in life. They, they have failed in the world's standards, oh God. But Lord, thank you for reminding us today that your standards are different. That even though we have not done anything good even, we are still worthy. We are worth dying for because we will never be forsaken. You, you have always chosen us. For in your eyes, we believe you are great. We are great. And we share the same greatness in you. And so, Father, with arms stretched wide, with our hearts lifted up, we declare that, yes, we are great because you are great and you are worthy to be praised. Holy Father, we ask and pray.